right, let's go ahead and open up the doors. Hello and welcome everybody back to Daily with Doc. My name is Becca Dukes and I am excited to be able to bring to you the information that we share. It's uplifting. It gives options that allow you to be able to make decisions that then can uh, positively affect your life. So we welcome you to just tune in, listen in, as we have a special guest here with us today. This program is sponsored by Daily with Doc, and we're excited to be able to share our recordings from our previous uh, broadcasts on our website, dailywithdoc.com. We are a group of independent distributors who have gone through the course that teaches about the four areas of health, how they're affected by nutritional deficiencies, and then also coming up and teaching the solutions that Dr. Wallach has provided in and through his research. So if you're interested in more information about becoming a certified holistic health here with our team, please make sure that you go to coachwithbecca.com and there you'll find more information about the coaching program. If you would like more information about being a part of a team, get back with the person that shared this program with you. They took the time, they cared enough to share this information with you. Please get back with them and ask them questions. If there was nobody to thank, or if there is nobody to thank, feel free to go to our website, dailywithdoc.com, and use that contact option to reach out to us. It sends us an email and go ahead and include your name, your information so that we can contact you. So without further ado, hello and welcome to everybody. Um, we have quite a few people here in the house with us, so welcome to our live Zoom. If you are out on any of the platforms watching one of our live streams and you with us, please do so by going to dailywithdoczoom.com. That is dailywithdoczoom.com. We do have broadcasting and live programming most days, Monday through Friday, from 12 to 12.50 p.m. Pacific time. So if you're watching a replay, one, make a comment. Let us know that you're there, where you're joining us from. And two, if you would like to join us live, go to dailywithdoczoom.com during the hours of 12 to 12.50 p.m. Pacific time. So hello and welcome. Now, today we have a special guest. And this special guest probably knows Dr. Wallach better than anybody. I think he may have spent more time with Dr. Wallach than anybody. So I am super excited to be able to welcome to Daily with Doc. He's been around the world with him. He grew up in zoos. And he is very familiar with Dr. Wallach's research. And to the point of... You know, he is kind of like his father, where substandard does not work for him. And he has taken that characteristic and has been very adamant about making sure that the products and the ingredients that are going into the products that are offered through the company, Longevity, which he is the CEO of, only have the best. So, Steve. 
Welcome to Daily with Doc. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on and thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited that you are able to make time for us, which as a CEO, many CEOs that do that. So I commend you for, for doing that and spending this time with us. Now, as the son of Dr. Joel Wallach, you've experienced through your childhood, through your teen years, through your young adult life, so much. How has his life been an influence or impacted your life and life decisions? You know, um, that's a great question, Rebecca. And, you know, I'm doing a presentation these days that kind of goes through my father's mission for nutrition and, you know, it kind of goes through his history. But, you know, when I tell the story, when I tell my story, it really begins with his story. And Michelle always sort of elbows me and says, you're going back too far. And the reality is good because that's where my story starts because of his interests um, as a child are my interests because of him. So when you ask how has his life and life's work influenced me, well, I would say, you know, uh, completely. But I've also grown up, as, as you pointed out, through all the things that you've read in his books and the stories you've heard him tell. And, you know, it, it's so interesting for me to, to read his books and hear his stories from his perspective, because I, I lived them from my perspective and I was a child and, you know, we all talk about, gosh, you know, children, when we were growing up, I mean, we lived in zoos, like you said. And so we didn't have, sorry, I have dogs that are going to bark here for a second. Um, you know, um, growing up in zoos, zoo, zoo, uh, employees or city employees. And, you know, back then there, there was not a lot of money and in those jobs. And so my father did this out of passion. And, you know, he, we moved from zoo to zoo and all of that stuff. So in growing up, you know, in zoos, I thought it was when they're kids, they don't care. They just, I mean, you know, you see pictures of me and my sisters uh, as kids and we're playing with the grass with lion cubs on our, our laps because, you know, we found the grass more interesting than, lion, than the lion cubs, not because we don't like lion cubs, but because it was sort of normal for us. And, you know, we had exotic animals around all the time. We grew up in zoos. I grew up in zoos. I wanted to spend time with my father, you know, he was at the zoo. So I was at the zoo. And uh, so, you know, I've got amazing stories of growing up as a child with my father living through these things, the discovery of, of you know, the first case of naturally occurring cystic fibrosis uh, in a, in a non-human, um, the death of my stepmother, his second wife, um, at that very time, him, you know, being really persecuted for going public with the fact that he believed that discovery and that condition, that circumstantial as opposed to genetic or something else. And so, you know, all of those things I've lived from my perspective. So it's always interesting hearing it from his, knowing I I participated, I guess, uh, through that whole thing. But, you know, I can tell you that probably the, the biggest thing I have learned from my father is resilience. Because his entire life, he has overcome, you know, really massive challenges. And, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, things that would make most people curl up in a ball and quit, he has overcome. He met head on and overcame them. And, you know, that's what passion and, and commitment and commitment to his mission of helping people understand uh, better health through better nutrition 
across the world. That became his mission, and he's been doing it, you know, as far back as I can remember. Well, and I love the fact that he has done that because he has come up to so many different things that so many people would just quit and trying to shut you down. You know, just so many, you know, obstacles that people would think, well, is this really worth it? And if you, I mean, I know for him, he, he keeps saying in my communications with him, if we could just save one more person, mm-hmm. if we could just save one more baby from being born with something um, that's that's not positive, of course, he said, then it's worth it. And I think you have a similar outlook on it as well, which, I mean, you're you're running a company that there's so many regulations, even on what you put on the label or put on a website or what people say as a distributor independent of the company. So go a little bit into, into that as not giving up. Well, you know, um, my father um, has, has challenged uh, the FDA. He's defended the FDA, FDA. Most people don't realize that he actually, um, became a defendant, a co-defendant in a lawsuit against the FDA. And the reason he did it was, one, because of the advice of our, you know, fantastic, amazing uh, regulatory attorney, Jonathan Emord, who's running for U.S. Senate now, not because he wants to be a politician, but because he wants to effectuate change, too. And so, you know, in locking arms with him, my father realized, and this goes back 20 plus years, that lobbying the FDA to be able to say things on product labels for the consumer so the consumer can make an informed decision you know he's the only one that has done it and if you if you and you dot gov and look up health claims uh product health claims uh, allowed authorized uh health claims and there's only a handful and they're expensive uh, you don't get to claim any ownership. You can't copyright them. They're not yours. They're public domain. And the reason I believe that the system is set up that way is to disincentivize companies from spending the money to to do the work, to, to get this information out. And so from a purely philanthropic perspective, my father has spent a ton of money and a ton of time and a ton of resources to get the information out that, that's been achieved already. And so most companies, and I can tell you firsthand, you know, I've been a member of the DSA. I've been a member of the MLMIA. I've you know, picked up the phone and called uh, executives, owners, CEOs of other nutritional companies, not just in the direct selling space. If we all band together and we all pool our money and you know, you're super excited about this nutrient and we're super excited about these nutrients, if we collectively file these health claims, we could we could cover the spectrum of nutrients and ingredients that have these benefits that we could then put on the label associated with a particular disease risk reduction. Uh, for instance, selenium may produce an anti-carcinogenic effect in the, in the body. Selenium may reduce the risk of certain cancers. Essential fatty acids, EPA and DHA uh, may reduce the, the risk of sudden death heart attack, uh, stroke. Uh, uh, cardiovascular disease, things like that. 
we can put those things on the labels and so can our competition because of my father, because the idea was getting the information out to the general public, not because we wanted to sell more products, not because we wanted to make more profit. That was never the mission. While it's important for a company to be healthy, it, whether you look at the company that he founded or his mission has always been about helping people live you know, the, the best life they possibly can in terms of health and wellness and longevity, living younger, longer by getting the information out. Just that one health claim on EPA and DHA, 1.5 million people die per year from cardiovascular disease in industrialized nations. That's the U.S. and you know Europe and so forth. And so just getting that information out of Ph.D. and NASA, Ph.D., Dirk Pearson, said when we filed that health claim that we could reduce the, those deaths dramatically by 80, 90 percent just by getting that information out, not because of our products but because of the information and getting the information out. And that's been my father's mission. But you mentioned DHA and EPA and folks, that's not the Environmental Protection Association. Those DHA (laughs) both essential fatty acids that are part of the 90 essential nutrients that Dr. Wallach has found to be essential to, to not just survive, but thrive. Right. Right. And, you know, the the acronyms are important in those because the words are so long and complex that even I can't say them. Uh, And I can say most of the the product or ingredient names like superoxide, dismutase, uh, those I can't. So EPA, DHA is how they're they're referenced. But, yes, they're the they're two of the essential fatty acids of the 90 essential uh, nutrients that my father talks about. And again, you mentioned that they were important for brain health, heart health, but also lung health, soft tissue. Children uh, develop, you know, um, uh, brain developments, uh, develop, develop, uh, development, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's super important. And And how about this one, that selenium, my father uh, uh, filed uh, official comments, which when you file these things with the FDA, this isn't something simple. In fact, I've in my presentation, I have a picture of one of our employees standing next to a health claim petition, paper on top of paper on top of paper, and it's nearly as tall as she is. And ironically, I found a picture of uh, the code that it took for the Apollo missions uh, to get to the moon. And a young lady standing next to the to the binders of paper on top of paper on top of paper on top of paper, almost as tall as she is. And she had written those. And it's almost the same picture, like six, 50 years later. Uh, but that tells you almost what it takes in terms of just compiling the reports and, and filling out the forms to submit these things to the FDA for their consideration. And so nobody in their right mind does it other than my heart. It's too expensive. You know, it's just too time consuming. To what end? If you're a, a for-profit company, you, you say, forget it. You know, it's why would we do that? And so usually it comes down to an organization, a nonprofit organization, a university, um, some research organization or something that will then do it. And they then you know, are concerned about spending money as well because they tend to, to uh, you know, have donations as opposed to some source of funding. And so, you know, it, it's crazy, but that is the system to get this information out in that avenue. Now, obviously, he chose also to do 300 plus lectures a year, 
do hours of radio per year, uh, per day, per, per year for 30 years. Um, you know, that was that was the grassroots um, uh, methodology of getting this information out. He's traveled the world. I've traveled the world with him. And, you know, uh, you, you've sat through his lectures on on your show uh, have. And so, you know, it's that was nobody in their right mind today would do what he did in terms of all those lectures, sacrificing the time to do it. You know, putting himself through the the just um, uh, you know physical sacrifice of traveling. I can tell you, I just got back late last night, just on a short trip, and um, you know, it's just if you're going through the airport every single day, flights every single day, sleeping on a strange bed in a hotel every single day, nobody does that. There will never be anybody like him again that that is that committed to getting this information out at that level. It just, it's mind boggling to think that anybody did this. And, you know, when we, when we started the company and we built the building that is the headquarters, uh, fortunately, my grandmother, his mother had saved all these articles of his career because he didn't. And we wound up putting a lot of this stuff up on, you know, these articles and pictures and things up on the walls. And the reason we did that was because popular in the nineties, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, People couldn't believe that he had done the things that he talked about in his lecture. You know, the criticism was, well, nobody does all this. You know, he's just making it up. Well, there are the pictures. There are the articles. And, you know, it, it caused all of that to kind of go away because we have documentary proof. And now we have the, the doc doc, you know, the doc, uh, Dr. Wallach documentary, what we call it, the doc doc. And, um, you know, it kind of goes through that. And it shows a lot of those things, those those articles and the pictures and things. Uh, I would love to sometime in a future have you come on and bring that whole presentation to us. I know I sat through one of the first first um, uh, run throughs of that presentation. And there is so much information that I didn't know. And I've been following Dr. Wallach pretty intensely. So it just really solidifies that what I'm doing and where I'm at, I'm in the right place. Well, you know, and, the, the, that presentation, it's, it's been modified. You know, I've, I've given it half a dozen times now. And so, you know, we, we learn from the first one, one, all the information is the same, but we've taken some pictures out and put some pictures in and I do it differently now. Um, and all of that good stuff kind of refine it a bit, but, you know, the information is the information. It doesn't change because it is the history. And, you know, you talked about quality. I don't know if you want to get into that, uh, yet, yes. but, uh, it kind of ties into that for me, you know, the, the, you know, there couldn't be anybody prouder of my father than me. And, you know, when it comes to, uh, making sure that his mission is absolutely impeccable, he, um, maintained, you know, it, it falls on me. At least I feel it does. And so I take that responsibility seriously. And, you know, people often ask, well, what's different about, you know, your company? What's different about our company is my father's history, mission, and legacy. And so that goes into every product we produce. And we won't put out, you know, I grew up at a time when there was that wine commercial, you know, no, no wine is sold before it's time. The, the, uh, what was it? The Gallo commercial. And, you know, it, it's, it's that sort of thing for us that we will not put out a product that is not the best we can possibly put out. And it's irrespective or irregardless, I guess, 
of profitability. We build the best product we can. We absolutely maintain the product quality and integrity, even through the supply chain craziness of uh, you know the, the COVID years. We won't put out a product to substitute something um, unless it absolutely is as good or, or better than the product is supposed to be or change things out of convenience. You know, we had uh, Martin Luther King uh, III, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, come to one of our events unannounced. We didn't know he was coming, specific, specifically to thank my father. And, you know, he talks, he, he gives his father's quotes, and it, it's, you know, impactful to me, obviously. And so, you know, one of the things that he, he talks about uh, and it was one of his father's favorite quotes, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s favorite quotes was, you know, it doesn't it's not important where you stand in times of comfort or convenience, but rather uh, times of challenge and controversy. And I may have uh, paraphrased that. I might have might have got it right. But, you know, it, it's it's that it is that for us. And so, you know, it's super important to us. It, it's not just our name. It's not just my name. It's his name. It's my father's name that, you know, goes on these products in terms of, you know, why they exist. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, putting that quality in, there's going to be times where you can't get the quality ingredients that you want to put into the product. And so there were times during COVID with some of our key products, there were months that we could not get them. You know, we, we have obviously a large warehouse and we, under normal circumstances, we take into consideration typical uh, challenges of getting particular ingredients to take up that that time the table sort of slack and you know our inventory tends to uh, allow us to uh, to wait for ingredients and things but during covid and the supply chain challenges sometimes it was months and months and months and so some of our key products we did not have uh, for months and we were, we were on back order of some of our very key products for quite a while and that's because we wouldn't compromise Right. We'd rather so not one, necessary. Well, absolutely. Because if, if you're putting something in that the body can't utilize and people have been taking it and getting these great results, and then all of a sudden, because something has changed, that the body's not able to absorb or utilize fast, I mean, there's no integrity in that. So I commend you for standing true to that and not wavering. That a lot of people would not do that, Steve. So thank you so much. Um, because I have benefited from the products, I was thankful that I had several months supply on hand. Um, and I encouraged others to do the same. And those that did, you know, we made it through and didn't have to skip a beat. But folks, it's like prepping for food. You want to be on hand in case of times where it's not available. And there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. So I, I, I just, if you're watching this show and you want to keep nutrition in your body, you got to keep it on the shelves, folks. And that means keeping it in your house. So get back with the person that shared this program with you and say, hey, I need to stock up. I want at least three months supply. Six would be better. Um, but get back with them and make sure that you are keeping that nutrition on the shelf so you can keep it in your body as well. Steve, I want to circle back on something real quick. You had mentioned that your father was calling other companies 
and to to get them into the things that he's doing that he wasn't going to get any in credit for, but it was supporting a community as a whole. And that's one thing that I absolutely love and adore about is we are supporting a community. And that's what Daily with Doc is, is, is another outreach to support our community on the importance of nutrition and, and give people access to information that they can share with others to help them realize how important nutrition is. So let's talk about some of the flagship products and how they um, were, were created. You know, what was brought into this needs to be there, this needs to be there, this needs to be there. Can you share a little bit on that? Sure. You know, I could I could do a workshop on that. Uh, you know, we could spend two days on it, but, you know, I'll try to give you a concise, short answer. But, um, you know, where it all comes from is my father's um, research, obviously. You know, the book uh, Diseases of Exotic Animals is 1,200 pages of uh research research and uh material and to the to this day that book is recommended by the smithsonian institute um for zoos and zoological gardens uh, my father created that book uh, as an information clearinghouse for zoo veterinarians he trained the first full-time zoo vet at the st louis zoo uh, there was no position for a zoo vet back then and so that book is the short end I, I know this is turning into a long answer i apologize but there's a lot there so that that 1200 page book um, has so much information, but that is the the foundation. That is the bedrock of the research that he began doing in the 60s, and really bef before that, as a high school student and as a kid and growing up on a farm and all that stuff. But you know, if you want to really kind of wallow in some of the research that led to his uh, his uh, information and, and findings and philosophies and theories and things, uh, that's that's where it's at. And it's still referenced today as as people you know uh, put out research reports. And Lee, you know, it's that research that led my father to the conclusion that uh, we need ninety essential nutrients. There's many beneficial, you know, uh, additional beneficial nutrients that aren't considered uh, essential but are beneficial. And the difference being that essential means without them we would die. We can't make them. Um, if we don't get them, uh, not only will we there, there be um, not potentially, but there will be cataclysmic health you know, effects, uh, including death. And so that's what uh, determines essential is your body can't produce it and you need it. You must have it. Oxygen is essential. Water is essential. The 90 essential nutrients are essential. And this is my father's philosophy and theories. Um, I, I subscribe to them. I believe them. And I have a, a good background in, in coming to that conclusion. But, uh, you know, the, the typical... Um, sort of food pyramid is is less nutrient. You know, it's interesting and I could, like I said, I could do a whole, uh, you know, workshop on this, but there are nutrients that the scientific community agree are essential that aren't considered essential yet because they can't agree on how much is essential. So, you know, they aren't listed on typical nutritional labels as essential because there isn't what's called significant scientific agreement yet. And so, you know, the debate rages on. So anyway, uh, my father's philosophy is that you need that foundation of the 90 essential nutrients. A healthy body pack contains those uh, 90 essential nutrients, for instance. Uh, things like collagen. It's not essential, but it sure is beneficial. And so things like SOD, uh, things like um, 
uh, various herbal ingredients. They're not essential, but they sure are beneficial or can be. And so, you know, uh, Richard Renton, who we affectionately refer to as Dr. Dirt, uh, after listening to my father's research and lectures, came up with an analogy of the sun. The center of that sunflower are the 90 essential nutrients. The petals are the beneficial nutrients uh, that, uh, you know, obviously the body can get benefit from, but isn't necessarily or aren't necessarily essential. And so, in terms of the flagship products, that's how they came to be, my father's research. It's interesting because the audio tape came a tape. Uh, Dead Doctors Don't Lie went viral when viral was a good thing. Uh, before the internet, when viral might take minutes or hours, back then it took years, but it became worldwide, you know, went viral. And the reason I think it went viral was that his story and his research were so interesting and compelling that people were willing to listen to a two-hour lecture uh, by him. And that audio was actually uh, what's called serendipitously um, recorded. It, it wasn't something he sat down and recorded. It was something that he was just giving his lecture and tape and then started duplicating it on a cassette tape, and it went viral. And so that was... Just my father's, you know, authentic lecture of giving information out to, to the public. And so people found it, you know, incredibly um, valuable and important. But through that lecture, the, the benefits of uh, absorbability, uh, absorbability and absorption became apparent. And so he popularized liquid supplement technology. Um, people didn't understand back then. The difference. Uh, even nutritional products weren't mainstream, and so at that time, and so uh, his lecture caused the world to, to really take notice about absorption. And so we were the market leader in terms of liquid supplement technology. But back then, our key products. My father came up with this tagline. It was not a good one, but to uh, meetings and health fairs, and people would want samples of the products because they're used to things that either didn't taste or tasted good, uh, or they were used to fruit juice and things like that. And so we would tell them, you don't really want a sample of these liquid supplements because my father doesn't believe in artificial ingredients, artificial flavors. And so the tagline that he came up with was, um, these, uh, they taste so bad, they must be good for you. And so it was sort of, you know, the castor oil uh, sort of explanation. Uh, you know, look, it's got all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff, but you know, concentrations of vitamins and minerals in particular don't have a great taste. They don't taste like candy. They don't taste like fruit. They don't taste like donuts. And so, you know, over time, technology got better. Uh, natural flavor systems and our understanding of them have improved dramatically. And that's been a, a major challenge over 30 years to maintain that integrity and make them taste good. And so one of the people in human nature is if it doesn't taste good, they won't actually consume the products nearly as much as they should. And so it's been a, a challenge for us uh, and something I'm heavily involved in is making sure that the products taste as good as possible and maintain that integrity of all the good stuff and none of the bad stuff. And um, so that's uh, that's where we are today with we still have liquids, but we also have powders and the powders in 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 um, maintaining that integrity of the li liquid supplement technology and absorbability. Um, is super key as well. And so when we build these these powders, uh, we maintain the absorb, uh, absorbability 
to maintain the absorption and the use, you know, your body isn't what we consume, it's what we absorb. And so that's a key feature as well. And so it's definitely interesting trying to keep all these things together and put them together in a way that we maintain the integrity of the product, but we maintain the usefulness as well and the of all the nutrients. Well, there's a couple things that you had mentioned that that I'm trying not to forget. So I sat down the other day with your father and, and we put on the somebody needs to go to jail part one. And we were listening through it and then it came to the end. I'm like, so that was a pretty good lecture, Doc. What do you think? He's like, there's so much information that if somebody was to listen to it, especially a doctor, they'd say that's just too difficult. Throw them a pill, throw a pill at them. And I'm like, well, we're giving supplements. He's like, no, mass the symptoms is much easier than giving the body what it needs on a continuous basis so that it doesn't have to be masked. And just to hear him, you know, say there's a problem with his own lecture, I I got a kick out of it. Um, and then going well, you back know, to- I, I, sorry, I, I uh, wanted, what I was doing yesterday, I actually was uh, watching lectures by business people. And one of them uh, is Gary Vaynerchuk. And an mm-hmm. example that he gave was very similar to what you just described. Uh, with his his customers and clients and and people that you know ask him business questions, and he said one of the the biggest things that drives him crazy are the fitness people. And I, so of course my ears perked up. But what he was talking about, and he went on to explain this, is people that go to the gym and bodybuilders and and you know the physical fitness in terms of of that. He said they will tell you, which is true, that there's no shortcuts. You have to put the work in. It takes time. You have to go to the gym. When you don't want to go to the gym, you have to go to the gym. When you don't want to work out, you have to work out. When you don't want to run, you have to run. And it takes time. And yet they come to him and they say, okay, Gary, uh, you know, we want our social media to blow up fast. And he said, well, you, you teach people there are no shortcuts to physical fitness and bodybuilding. What do you want from me? You know, and so that's that was his example. And so to your to your example is people tend to want the shortcut. I, I get that. We all understand that. And when it comes to health and nutrition, there's no shortcuts. These are things we should do for ourselves every single day. And the outcome, the dividends are at the end. And so people have to be committed to living their best life, knowing that they're actually benefiting themselves long-term. You know, uh, there's definitely supplements and, and nutrients that will make you feel better immediately, you know, or within minutes and hours, uh, especially in terms of energy and sleep and things like that. And they have a, a profound effect sooner rather than later. But for the most part, you know, when we're talking about nutrition and nutrient term, and so, you know, it might take somebody years to get themselves into a health uh, deficit and a problem. It's not going to resolve itself with nutrition overnight. And we don't want people to, to think that it will. We want them to understand. And this is part of the mission of, of nutrition, of education uh, in terms of health and wellness and longevity. Living younger, longer is the key. And that's the, that's the mission. And so we want people to be healthy longer. And if we can keep extending that, what's called the health span, that is a healthy 
lifespan, the, 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 the part where, you know, you're staying healthy longer, younger, longer. If we can keep extending that, and to my father's point, uh, through proper nutrition and avoiding the landmines and all of those things, that the human genetic potential is 120 to 150. Some are saying even longer. And these are medical. Uh, 30 years ago, they, you know, they would, they would, you know, uh, uh, not physically but verbally attack him for saying such things. Today, they agree. Today, they're saying it. And so, you know, now you're hearing that the, the healthful longevity of humans, uh, the, the current generation of kids will likely live to be 120 to 130 routinely. So you better take care of the physical body so you have one when you get there. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that it takes years of deprivation that leads to the degradation within the body because of not having the, the nutrients, but absorption is super important. As I think about all of the research that he did on the animals, you know, they have a controlled diet where even out in the wild, they have specific things that they eat. And like he says, the minerals of gold and silver, they're not uniform. So different areas may have different conditions going on. And to take his research with that thought in mind and then to apply it to us where we have all these convenience foods and things are fried and not natural. And then to think that we're so different from the animal world that, of course, we're going to have all these things because of the genetic word. Um, when it a lot of it has to do with our diet and destroying the ability to absorb that we have to go through that whole process of making sure that there is absorption so that we could get the nutrients in where they're supposed to be. So I'm, I'm glad that you had pointed out, you know, all of his research that went, well, if I was out in the animal world, I would be eating what I'm supposed to eat, what I'm designed to eat. With manufacturing and all the good conveniences that are not good for us, we lose sight of that. Well, we not only lose sight of that, um, you know, people get confused and, you know, humans are, are smart. My father, you know, one of the, one of his, one of my favorite sayings of my father's is, you know, I don't think you're as dumb as a cow, meaning humans, and that uh, you can salt your food to taste and it's, it'll be fine because salts, uh, cows have a salt block and they're allowed to lick it all they want. They don't overdo it. And when you talk about animals, and this is part of his research, you know, he observed animals seeking out things like minerals or specific foods with specific nutrients on their own. But what they don't have to confuse them are McDonald's. And so humans have cravings, and he points this out and has for decades. Um, when humans have cravings and, you know, what sort of maybe made that make sense for me is everybody's heard the the cravings of pregnant women, you know, the crazy pickles and ice cream sort of thing. And then there's, you know, animals that that are domesticated that like horses in particular uh, will chew fence boards and things like that. What they're doing, um, what, what's happening is your body and their body in that instance uh, is creating these cravings because it's saying, hey, you know, we need, the body needs, you know, some nutrients. 
in the wild, when you're talking about rhinos and elephants and giraffes, and one of the most impactful pictures I can, you know, it comes right to mind are tropical birds eating uh, clay, which is minerals, from the, the mountainsides of South America. They're flocking to the, to the mountainsides to eat the minerals. They're not doing it because they want potato chips and that's all they have. It's that's normal. You know, humans have lost sight of that through the convenience of, of foods and fast foods and the food lobby. Uh, Dr. Schrauser and I used to have the, the most amazing conversations about this because, I mean, he was he, he was the head of chemistry and biochemistry at UCSD for 35 years. And he he was a consultant for, uh, you know, some of the some of the largest companies. Man, he did tons and tons of research, and nobody had filed or, or uh, published more research papers on selenium than Dr. Schrauser. And he, we had the most amazing conversations about the food industry and the food lobby. And they intentionally, intentionally make foods that cause us to keep eating them. And in particular, fast foods, cereals, potato chips, ice cream, sodas. They intentionally do this because they want you consuming more of those things. You know, Dr. Schrauser, and I agree with him, used to say, look, when the, the cigarette companies are all exposed, the food companies are next because they have done this to humans. They have done this to us in that they've made us reliant and, and really uh, addicted to these fast foods and things because they've made them to where we want more and we want to keep eating them. And they do that intentionally. That is, it is, it is not uh, biology. That is science. They do it intentionally. And so you have to make the, 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 the strategic mental you know, decision not to fall for it. And to your point, animals don't have that. They don't have the confusion of fast food. They know when they have a craving for something, where to find it. And it tends to be nutrition because that's how your body was created. Our creator created our bodies to operate on nutrients, not on fast food. That's absolutely, absolute truth. And, and I find, you know, in my looking back, when I would go through the restaurants and get something, it, yeah, it tasted good at the time, but then within an hour, I was still wanting more and more and more. And for some people, you know, that adds on a few pounds. <laughs> that are that are hard to come off and then they wonder why they can't lose weight when they're still going through that same drive through but eating you know maybe a salad with what they were eating before to try to make it healthier and i know well, in, in even art, worse than that though rebecca even worse than that you know it's not just the few pounds it's that metabolic cycle that then um, spirals out of control and leads to things like pre-diabetes, pre-diabetes, all the obesity, uh, you know, negativity around uh, heart disease and and cardiovascular issues, blood sugar issues. I mean, it's just consequences. And it starts with what we eat and what we absorb. Absolutely. And I've, I've never been a real junk food eater, but there are things in that happen in life with the body when it's not given the nutrients, things start to go awry. And you mentioned metabolic syndrome and insulin resistance, all of these different reactions that go within the body 
they get all thrown off because of missing the nutrients, having that decline in cell health. And then you wonder why things are going wrong when you just try to eat right. And it's not in the food, as your your father says, every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, if you ever want to the the... You know, you can find it on the internet, or you know, you've probably seen it as well—not in in person, but you know, the the images I'm about to describe. You know, when you put uh, whole foods, natural foods, unprocessed foods next to something like a Happy Meal from McDonald's and let them sit out, uh, you know, bugs will shy away from the Happy Meal. Uh, you could, you know, look, we've all had McDonald's French fries. We can be honest here. My father's, you know, probably not listening. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to tell on myself, but, um, you know, we've all had McDonald's French fries probably maybe, maybe there's one of us that would, you know, not admit it on this call uh, or on this show, but we've all had them, you know, maybe you bought a used car and you found a McDonald's French fry under the seat. How about that? And so, you know, and it had been there for years and yet it looks like it was just through the drive through, you know, yesterday. They don't they degrade. They don't dissolve. They don't, you know, <laughs> you know, it can't be good for you if two years down the road, it looks like the day you, you, you know, somebody bought it. That can't be good. That's right. And, and AJ just put in the chat, permafries. They are permanently in that form. How do you expect them to break down in the body when they're going through the digestive system? Well, even and worse, what if they do? What's in them that causes that? Because now it's in your body. Yep. What gets me is I have had somebody mention, well, if it preserves the food so well, why wouldn't it preserve my body? And I'm like. Yeah, that's that's the wrong way of looking at that. You know, it it, no. it may preserve your body, but not in the way you want. Not, no. not, it won't preserve your health. It may preserve your body. <laughs> so, you know, pharmacists spend. Uh, said something years ago that I've never, ever, ever forgotten. And that is the wider the, the chemicals that is in it and that the, the food industry puts in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're stripping out nutrition and then trying to add it back in. Yeah. Or it contains no you know, minimal nutrition. Well, and then in, in our time, Steve, is we're, we're fairly close to the same age, that food pyramid has gone in so many different directions and changed. It's like, okay, whenever somebody says, well, I'm eating right. I'm like, okay, what does that mean and look like to you? Because I know what I was told was eating right is not what it's being broadcasted as now. So it's, it's tough. And, and then something else, Steve, um, I've seen those graphics or it's that shows what's said to be required and then how much actual raw food you would have to eat in order to meet those requirements. Well, the studies I've seen, um, which are excellent studies, shows in, in terms of soil uh, nutri uh, nutrition, soil fertility, that, and this is by the USDA, that about 1% per year of nutrients um, decline. There's a 1% decline per year in our food crops. 
So you say, okay, well, it's only 1%. Well, over the last 50 years, that's 50%. That's just over the last 50 years. Right. So and- 1% per year consistently is, is a, that is a terrible trend <laughs> when it comes to nutrition, health, and longevity, you know, for our, our health. And we have lots of area that's been farmed for 75. Well, and, and as you know, I mean, you know, and you, you, you know this as well as I do, you know, farmers tend to put back NPK, nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus, and that's what plants need for tons and bushels. Um, but that's not what we need. You know, what we need for uh, optimal health are the 90 essential nutrients, not three. And so, you know, three doesn't do us much good. Right. And then the chemicals that they're putting on to avoid the herb, you know, the, the weeds, let's say one man's weeds is not everybody's weeds. I love weeds folks as an herbalist. Um, but the things to keep the bugs away, to keep the weeds out. And then to say that it's going down into the ground, but not getting into the food. I'm thinking, yeah, there's no common sense in that comment right there. Well, let's go back to the ingredients within the longevity product, Steve. What testing, because I know there's some third-party testing that goes on, on the products. Explain, or can you kind of walk us through that whole process and what it is um, that is tested? Absolutely. So years before it was even remotely required because of my father's background, you know, he's as somebody that is so into nutrition, his academic background is actually very traditional. And so it was kind of interesting, again, growing up with him, uh, he was teaching at the Na- uh, National College of Naturopathic Medicine in Portland, Oregon. And uh, this was at a time that the, the Bogwans were, were a big thing in Portland, Oregon. And so it was not uncommon to see people uh, in Birkenstocks and long hair and, you know, all of that stuff. That wasn't my father. You know, he gets along, but at the same time, you know, his traditional background and upbringing and, and education was very, very traditional medicine uh, where he received his uh, Bachelor of Science degree. And his veterinary degree is one of the best medical schools to this day and veterinary schools. And so, you know, all the professors were of that sort of genre. And so I guess my point is that third party validation and testing was incredibly important to him. And he understands it, understood it uh, back then and believed in it back then. And so everything we do, we we look for that third party validation, including filing the health claim petitions. Uh, but testing of the uh, raw materials, uh, testing of the minerals, uh, testing of the finished goods, um, uh, certifications of our finished products uh, in Mexico West, which is uh, uh, International Friends of the Sea. And so every batch of essential fatty acids that contains fish oils uh, is independently tested for and a whole array of things that is not required to be tested for, uh, including potency, but uh, most uh, in that instance, first and foremost, are impurities, uh, chemicals, uh, chemical contamination, heavy metal contamination. And absolutely, the ingredients are rejected if they fail the tests. 
And so uh, I think one of the questions you may have had was NSF certification. So our manufacturers that we specifically choose uh, tend to be either NSF certified or uh, something similar. Some of them use other organizations, but NSF is a third party uh, organization. It's actually a pseudo nonprofit governmental uh, organization that specifically does these things for industry, but you have to pay for it, pay for this. And it's an in independent uh, audit system and program. They do it for checks and balances, third party validation of not just the raw materials, but of the finished goods. And to ensure, and this is important to us, all of us, uh, to ensure that organization sets up those policies and audits to ensure that the products are made to specification. And so those specifications are our specifications. And so uh, we do this across the, the, the uh, spectrum of our products. And we uh, have done things like uh, we have a heavy metals uh, testing program implemented with our manufacturers and have it's not even required. We, we, we did it long before it was required and it's not even required. And so it's part of what are called our SOPs, uh, which is standard operating procedures. We have binders of the standard operating procedures. And when we're uh, inspected by the FDA, which routinely, we, the first thing they do is they go through our stated SOPs and they hold us to our SOPs. So they say, okay, well, you say you do this, um, show us the documentation that you've complied with your own SOPs uh, for the last, you know, since you were inspected last. And so we do that. But we also do that same thing with our manufacturers. It's all a chain, right? You hear terms like blockchain and supply chain. It's all a chain of, of events. And so it starts with the procurement of the raw materials and testing for validation, the type of testing. It's analytical testing. It's analytical testing for uh, the quality and quantity of the ingredient. But it's also tested for uh microbiological tests for heavy metal tests for some of the herbs you brought up herbs are dna tested for uh, verification of species because if we say it's this then it better be that and so you know it's not just visual inspection this is you know analytical is done as part of the process you know it, it's interesting because 30 years ago um and you know my father and we have the the great benefit of this still to this day uh, many of the people that my father taught at the National College uh, wound up becoming naturopathic physicians and then getting into the manufacturing uh, aspects of products as opposed to seeing patients. And so uh, those uh, those relationships still pay dividends today. But in the good old days, quote unquote, good old days, uh, if we would place a, an order for products, it might take three weeks, the lead time, what we call lead time. Uh, from the time we place the order to receiving the product or the product being ready for shipping uh, would be three weeks. And that over time has grown because of these these testing or the, you know the, these testing procedures um, to where now it is not uncommon for us to place a purchase order today an order today uh, down the line will the product be ready? And so uh, that timeline has grown because of all the tests that we have put in in place, all the testing requirements we put in place uh, to not only procure the ingredients, validate them, use them, verify the product, create the product, test it, package it, and have it ready to to uh, be shipped or picked up by us. Yeah, it, there's definitely a lot that goes into it. It's not just thrown together. 
definitely not. So I appreciate that. And we do have a hand up. And Nathan, if you can give me a nod, are you do you have a question specifically for Steve in regards to products? Can you give me a nod? We are coming up close to the, okay, he turned his camera off, so I can't see him now. But we do have a question also, Steve, that wants to know of all products, what is your favorite? If I turn the camera around right now and you kind of see behind me on, on the shelves, my, my desk is, here, uh, here I have quite a few products on my desk. Um, in Chula Vista, I have, I would probably say 100 products on my desk. Um, and so, you know, I definitely immerse myself uh, almost uh, literally in the products. Uh, obviously, I wholeheartedly believe in the 90 essential nutrients. I've seen the results myself. I've seen the results among, you know, people. Uh, one of the best uh, aspects of my job is that, you know, when people tell us, tell me, um, you know, give me uh, a testimonial, provide a testimonial, uh, that sort of thing. Um, so when I see the benefits of the products from that standpoint, uh, it's fantastic. As far as my favorite product, it's impossible to say there's one because I don't believe in. Certainly, I have personal uh, pride involved in products I've been you know heavily involved in producing, which is many. Um, and certainly, um, in terms of of just our you know most recent products, I would say are always sort of a top of mind because they're the newest, latest thing that, you know, we've come out with. Um, you know, we just came out with sleep gummies, the Beyond Sleep Gummies. Uh, fantastic. I'm super excited about the the latest Pollen Burst. Uh, it's the same formula uh, um, as our uh, typical Pollen Burst products, uh, our classic Pollen Burst products, but the taste is uh, out of this world amazing. I so, was just going to say the exact same thing. Amazing. And uh, it's... Taste-wise, Steve? All natural. And so, you know, super excited about those things just because they're the, you know, newest, latest, greatest. But, you know, the the classic products um, and, uh, you know, I'm definitely working closely with the team on new things as well that, you know, I'm super excited about. But uh, one of the one of the greatest things I think about the Longevity product line uh, is that it remains relevant mm-hmm. year after year, decades into it. And, you know, I, I use, I maybe channel my father's quotes at times. And, um, you know, he, my father is definitely known for being very direct and very, uh, maybe blunt and wears his heart on his sleeve. He, my father doesn't hold back. I sometimes do. And so, but sometimes, you know, my father's, uh, statements, uh, you know, for instance, you know, we need the 90 essential nutrients if we're breathing, uh, we need the 90 essential nutrients and the longevity products will remain relevant as long as we are human and organic. And so, you know, biological Absolutely. humans need these things. Maybe someday, you know, if uh, we're all replaced by robots, we won't need these things, but. <laughs> Let's not even go there. I did get noticed that um, Nathan's question is product specific. So do you have another minute? Sure. He is area right. 501, Rebecca, so we'll need to unmute his phone. Oh, I see. Now I understand what she said. <laughs> okay, asked to unmute 501. Nathan, say hello. We can hear you, I think. Oh, no, I can't. 
Well, let me, oh, he got, let's one more time. Go ahead and unmute. I pressed there start. we go. Good evening, can you hear me? Yes. Excellent, excellent. I just pressed the star six. Yeah, um, I had a product specific question. Uh, man, first of all, I'm just so thankful for you. Uh, I'm gonna call you Dr. Steve. <laughs> And I'm still thankful for your father. The work y'all have done has tremendous. I'm so thankful for that. Um, and uh, the question I had to ask is, man, um, I, I, I'm so impressed with how y'all got all the essential nutrients our body needs in those one little bottles. And um, I was just wondering, how do you get that those minerals in their colloidal state? Um, uh, how do you get them out of plants or rocks or however y'all get them? Because I'm just imagining and maybe you have a, a patch of soil that y'all put the 90 centuries in the soil and then you grow plants and then you just and somehow you take a syringe or something and take them out the plants and that's how you get the colloidal nutrients. So my question is, how do you do that? Am I imagining it right? Or is that just, uh, uh, you know, a little fantasy I just made up? That's in my okay, question. Great. All right. So thank you, Nathan, for the question. So there's a, there's an, uh, a video on the app. Uh, which is the mineral mine tour. And that shows exactly plant-derived colloidal minerals are uh, derived out of, the, out of the source and into the products. And so it's a great, uh, we, we used to offer bus rides and tours and it's way out into the uh, um, desert of Utah. It looks like uh, the Grand Canyon where it's at. I, I used to love for people to see it firsthand because it's so desolate out in the middle of nowhere, nothing around it. No uh, industrial or uh, you know pollution contaminants and that sort of thing, but uh, we also use that source for certified organic farming, and so you can get the minerals uh, more so in your foods by also also putting the the minerals from the source into plants you grow. Uh, I have several uh, fruit trees, for instance, and I make sure that every year, every season, we put down. Uh, the blooming minerals because it not only winds up in the the foods that we eat but it makes them taste much better there's a simple experiment that you can do also in terms of mineral density and fruits and vegetables tomatoes are a great source of this a soil scientist showed me this decades ago and uh, it's made sense ever since but if you take store-bought tomatoes that aren't vine ripened tomatoes and put them in water they float if you take mineral rich mineral dense tomatoes and put them in that same water they sink and the difference is what's mm. called the BRICS and uh, the BRICS content. And the BRICS content reads or measures uh, the, uh, the mineral content of fruits and vegetables. And so it also tends to correspond and correlate to the taste. But anyway, uh, one thing that maybe nobody on this call knows but me is that my father has uh, one of the patents he owns uh, that he donated to the company uh, is a patent for plant-derived minerals derived from organic aloe. And the patent uh, uh, board, uh, USPTO, the United States Patent Office, issued uh, a patent with about, gosh, I think there's probably 18 claims they patented and allowed for his patent for extracting plant-derived minerals specifically from organic aloe. We don't put that into use yet, or we haven't put that into use yet, because you have to build a whole manufacturing process to do it. But essentially, the mineral source that we do use, that part has already been done. And so nature did that part. And so we've 
also have this patent uh, in a way that we can grow specific plants to do the same thing. And someday, hopefully, we'll put that into to use. But in the meantime, we have this entire uh, plant source, plant mineral source in Utah, which is known as the mineral state. Um, and we use just cold water, cool water to extract those minerals from the material. And um, so that's how it's done. And there's a video that, that shows it all. And that video Adam, is the Mineral Mine Tour. It is. All right. Thank that's you so a much, great... Dr. Steve. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. Well, Steve, thank you for taking this hour, spending it with us, and sharing this information. Um, I know I've spoke with you about having multiple different uh, conversations here on Daily with Doc, so I definitely look forward to doing that in the future as well. Um, you and Michelle are doing great things. Keep it up. On behalf of myself and the whole Daily with Doc team, and I know the Longevity Nation and our group of certified holistic health coaches, we believe 100% in what Dr. Wallach has done because we've benefited from it. So thank you for continuing on and keeping his legacy going. And I do want to say Dr. Wallach is doing great, folks. I have so many questions that come in. It's like, what's going on? He's, he's doing fine. Did you want to Give a little bit of on that, Steve. I know because he, he's still doing, he's doing great. But think about it. Who can do over 80 Zooms each an hour plus a month for more than three and a half years without a break? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I've, I've, I'm probably the loudest um, most vocal advocate for him taking time off, resting, relaxing, getting, you know, the, the rest and, and relaxation and repair that he needs. Um, you know, I've told him he should retire probably 15 years ago and, um, you know, sit out on the rocking chair on the porch a little bit and enjoy life. And it's just not in him. He's, he's, you know, I've said, I've said this for as far back as I can remember that my father is like that plays so hard until they crash and he will work so hard until the day he crashes. And that's just who he is. And so, yes, for 83, uh, I, I wouldn't put myself up against him at all. You know, I couldn't do what he does. And, um, I, like I just told you, you know, just a short trip for me. Um, I can't even imagine, you know, all the, the flying, the traveling, the, the hotels, the meetings, this is a guy that, probably worked 18 hours a day at least for 30 plus years, just on this one mission, just on this one mission, donating his time to anybody that would listen. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't want him to crash. So. No, he is a national treasure and I'd like to keep him around for selfish reasons forever. Well, you deserve those selfish reasons. So thank you again. And whatever I can do to help, just let me know. He is. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for all you do. Well, that I'm able to share this message with everybody. Well, I can assure you he has not only created my life, but saved my life many times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You would not be here without him. No. Well, God bless you. Thank you, Steve. Greatly appreciate all that you do.
Well, we'll thank see you. you next thank week. you for having me on. Thank you, everybody. All right. Awesome. Fantastic. And if I could get my co-hosts on, I just want to give them a shout out too, as we did have just a few minor technical difficulties with everything going on this morning. It was because of the brains of the great AJ for me to check something specific that allowed us, allowed you to be able to hear me. So thank you, AJ, for your technical advice and that, and also helping us get this broadcasted on all the different platforms that we are broadcasting on. Thank you. Thank you. Ruth Ellen, production manager, for keeping us all organized and everything in line and moving smoothly. Marilyn, for your amazing fingers and doing the dictation and sharing information that is shared throughout the show here on the live Zoom. Folks, that's one of the biggest benefits of being here with us is you get to see that chat. And also... Albert, who is joining us from South Africa and helping let people into the Zoom, keeping an eye on cameras, making sure that everybody is doing what they are supposed to do um, with integrity. And that's what this program is all about, is to provide integrity of information that you yourself can use to help create the best optimal being that you absolutely can be. So again, get back with the person that shared this program with you. If there is nobody to thank, feel free to go to our website, dailywithdoc.com. That are certified holistic health coaches trained in Dr. Wallach's message at 855-949-3377. Again, that's for people that are not already working with somebody. They have not heard this message or about Dr. Wallach, or about the company Longevity from anybody else, people that are brand new, found us on their own, that would like to get connected with a health coach. 855-949-3377. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Daily with Doc. My name is Becca Dukes, and it's my honor and privilege to be here as the hostess of this program. For you. Bye for now.